Do-do-do. Okay, we are in the process of going live. I'm just going to check all these streams out before we begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Way of the Truth, where it is Monday, June the 7th, 2021. It is getting absolutely bonkers out there. I hope you are well wherever you are. Uh, let me know in the chat where you're watching from. I always like to know where in the world uh, you guys are at. And I want to quickly, before we get into our show today, I want to invite you after this show, I'm going to be doing a private audio chat on my Telegram channel. I have linked it in the description field of the video, but if you just go on Telegram, look for DW Truth Warrior, um, it is there. What's the exact link? Well, I think the exact link, you'll see that I have a Truth Warrior group chat. Um, and anyways, just go find me on find me on Telegram if you're not already there. And after this show, we'll do a little round table and I'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, so make sure you jump on over there. And today we're going to be getting into two major, major um, elements of all the things that are going on, which is the legal element, you know, getting into the straw man, the legal fiction, you know, all that all capital letters you got on your social security and your credit cards and all that stuff. I'm bringing on the guy that literally wrote the book about that. Uh, he's also, uh, we're talking about Clint Richardson, and he is also a documentary filmmaker. He used to work in uh, the movie industry, uh, to my understanding. Um, he is just, he's got, he's a master of a lot of different subjects. He also gets into the history of the vaccine industry, the pharma industry. Um, he's made many documentaries about it. In fact, let me just quickly pull up a screen share of his latest uh, documentary, uh, wagging the dog part one, the story behind the story of COVID-19. Uh, you can find him. He's, he's reality blog. I'll put all the links below. You can also follow him on Twitter and he's got books. He's got films. I was watching this morning, uh, his amazing coverage of the vaccine industry and what vaccines really are. I think he did this one back in, uh, mid two thousands and I was blown away by it. The amount of information this man has is just incredible. And I want to do a quick thank you and shout out to my good friend, Chance Garten over at Interverse Podcast. Chance, thank you so much for hooking this up. Um, I'm very excited to get into it with my guest today, Mr. Clint Richardson. So without further ado, let me bring him in. Clint, how are you doing, brother? Thank you so much for taking time to join me. <laughs> good to see you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, my I, I, I probably look funny because I'm sitting here. I went to pull up my blog and then I went back to just like gone. I know you're here. Some nose open and I'm searching for your, for your platform and it's just not here. <laughs> so oh, no, if you look for somewhere. the restream, it says studio.restream. Yeah. Studio.restream would be the one, but I, I am here. I'm the voice in the wilderness. That's cool. <laughs> uh, Clint, just for people that are just so you know, you can speak freely. We are on the Foxhole. We are on D live Twitch and Rockfin. And uh, these platforms haven't censored me yet. Uh, they're really, really good people. I got good people listening from all over the world. So this platform is yours to speak freely and share the information you have. You've collected some incredible information. I can't even believe it took me this long to find your work. So I'm really glad that I've, I've found it. And what I've seen so far has already blown my mind. And uh, you've also been hot on the trail of what's been going on with this whole COVID bioweapon pandemic hoax that's going on. Um, so wherever you'd like to begin, uh, maybe we'll start with a little bit about your background and what woke you up and what got you into even looking into any of this stuff. Uh, well, you said you've been doing this about 18 years or so. 
Oh, probably the same for me. I was in Manhattan for 9-11, so that was kind of my first, like, what the hell's going on here, you know? Oh, wow. Um, the, the next day, or actually the same day, um, you know, we were just going, like, what the hell's going on here? Realizing the city's closing, there's not going to be any more deliveries, no more trucks, no one's going to be in or out, no one's leaving uh, unless you're walking. So it suddenly occurred to us we should go get some food because all the stores are probably going to sell out pretty quick. And sure enough, man, by the time we went to the store, <clears throat> luckily we had cash because there was no credit. Uh, boy, if I had a gold coin, they probably would have taken face value because um, you know most people don't know about that. And, uh, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to, to stock up for a couple of weeks, get the last of the water. And by the time we got out of the store, the, the line was wrapped around the store once and then down one aisle. Um, and it was just a madhouse for a while. And, uh, you know, just uh, having the soldiers in the subways and, you know, with machine guns. And I just happened to be on... Ninth, uh, excuse me, 11th Street was, was my street. 14th Street is where they had closed off. And I'd have three forms of some kind of bill and ID and all this stuff, even to get past that barricade and then to get on my street. My street just happened to be the one where the hospital was, St. Vincent's. And then right across from my damn door was the missing person center. So I had all these people here and all, it was a horrible, horrible place to be at the moment. Um, but right at, there again, right in the center of them. And we, you know, we watched, watched the buildings fall from my roof, uh, which was something, oh, but no. you know, we were high enough, far enough away from the, the epicenter to, to not have all the smoke and everything. But, um, you know, that was my first sort of, wow, you know, we're, we, there's something going on here. That's, 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 you know, just beyond me and, um, moved to LA uh, became a sound engineer, joined Weird Change, did a lot of Weird Change, did a lot of guerrilla activism, you know, getting in front of, uh, getting in front of the Comptroller General of the United States' face and asking him about the audit of the United States and what it means and that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Good for you. And uh, yeah, just that kind of stuff, which I really don't do anymore because I, I started actually learning stuff and, you know, doing my own research instead of listening to and hoping that I'm getting correct stuff from other people. So I started doing primary research. I went to patents. I went to government documents, you know, official stuff, and tried to stay away from everything else, which is why I was able to find, you know, one, the CAFR, which is the audit of, of everything. Uh, the, all corporations have to file it, and including government corporations. Uh, hint, hint, your government is a corporation. So I made the Corporation Nation was my first documentary, and I made a couple after that, um, including Lethal Injection. So it's just been a, it's been a, it was honestly just my effort. I in 2009, just reporting about my drive, you know, to uh, leaving LA basically, and, and noticing that the farms were all dry, and there there were these signs along the the freeway, uh, Congress Dust Bowl. So all the farms were dry, they cut off the water in California, and now have purchased all that land and, you know, are using it for their purposes. So just a lot of uh, little uh, experiences in the wrong place at the right time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, 
I just started putting my stuff out there. I said, please share it. I don't have anybody, you know, no one's, no one's, I don't have anybody, no, no, no uh, budget or uh, backing or anything like that. And that's what happened. People started sharing it, uh, got into Deanna Spingola's hands at RBN. She invited me to do a rare. I got on there for a couple of years um, and, you know, quit that to write the book and so on and so forth. So it's just been a pretty much, I spent my, the life I can remember anyway, for the last 15 years or so doing this. So. Wow. Good for you, man. It, it's, it happens to so many out there where something happens that wakes you up and you have to make that decision. Either you're just going to know this information and try to go back to a normal life, which is almost impossible, um, or do something about it. And that's why I love what you've done because you've just done incredible things, you know, putting your creative knowledge and the knowledge you have uh, uh, into creating these films and writing these books and just getting the information out there. So, I mean, hats off to you for doing that. I'm sure you've sh had your share of censorship, shadow banning, flack, attacks, all that good stuff. Hate to the ninth degree. And it's funny. Uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people have, you know, you know, I I, can't, I, can't, I I expose a lot of the lies that are in the truth movement, a lot of the, they call them patriot mythologies, because, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that wants to know the truth at all costs, any cost against my own ego, against my own whatever. I, I want to know the truth, and I don't care how much it hurts. I don't care who it hurts, because the truth shouldn't hurt. There's nothing, there's nothing bad about the truth, right? So uh, right. unless you're a liar uh, or, or living a lie. So I, I don't see how it could possibly hurt anybody. And, and in fact, it can only help people, um, you know, to know the truth. And, and if, if, if people on the radio are telling or parroting the lies of this sort of patriot mythology, I think people need to know. People need to know that the Federal Reserve has an audit. It's called the CAFR. People need to know that... Uh, that the whole story of the Federal Reserve is a, is a big fat lie, even though all these documentaries parrot each other and say people need to know uh, a lot of this stuff that that gurus out there are trying to sell you their paperwork to be free and to be prized. It's it's a it's a load of crap. They're basically trying. A lot to of those guys are in jail, aren't they? They are, or or yeah. or eventually government catches up on its paperwork and says, "Oh, well, look what this guy did. Isn't that hilarious?" Bam! Right. Yeah. Let's, let's let's step our boot on him. Right. Yeah. It's okay. and I warn people. Look, be patient. You know, the good people are are looking for the answers. I have finally actually found what I've looked at, what I was looking for, what I wrote my books about, um, which is privacy, which is the ability to associate privately, which is a whole other subject than you know the vaccine stuff, but. After all these years of looking at it, describing it, finding it, I know it's out there. I actually finally found what it is, and it's kind of anticlimactic. But we're, you know, actually going to start talking about it more and and revealing it. My concern is that people, you know, as with everything, you're going to get the gurus and you're going to get the people who misuse it. And if you right. <sighs> don't do it right it will come back to bite you on the ass that is what i have to say about everything that i've heard you know being promoted in this and it's there's a lot of bad stuff and so i'm demonized and everything and and you know i'm not gonna clint that that clint 
But I, I mean, I'm just telling you the truth, and I'm showing you the official sources, the documents, the definitions, whatever it takes to show you, look, there's a lot of stuff that just isn't true out there, and there's a lot of truth that's, that's being hidden behind those lies, and you might call it controlled opposition. I think there's a lot of that, which simply means that the bad guys pretend to be the the, the opposition against themselves. It's a brilliant uh, battle in war. <laughs> Um, so, you know, all I can, this is the, this is my problem. You know, if I were out to make money, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't make any because you can't sell the truth. You can't expect people to listen to you, tell them something that they don't want to hear. And then also be sell. you don't, you don't sell truth. You either tell it and sell something you see that's that's the problem if people are selling you something which is all my all my work has always been free is, is i i decided that from the beginning that way there's no compromises there's nothing that can edit me or censor me i don't have any anybody to answer to and so it that's my purpose really or my intent is is all things aside here's what i found like it or not here's what i found <laughs> So, and it's been, it's been, well, that's journalism. Yeah. It's been harmful to me. Trust me. I mean, people, the things people say to me are, you know, incredibly, uh, out of place, rude. Uh, someone might not read the article and just comment on the title. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it's horrible to be in a position where you're disrespected for, you know, basically telling the truth. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard. It's it's been very hard, and, and and to that end, I was I was about ready to quit after this because, as we'll talk about, you know, this this last documentary, we're sitting here watching it being covered up. Um, like the facts that I put out in my documentary, are just now being talked about on the news, um, and uh, you know, I I was getting so frustrated by that that I was just like, you know, I'm gonna just step back, take a break, maybe get a little healthier after spending so much time and devoting so much time and effort to this. Um, you know, maybe it's time to step back and just, you know, let, let things go as they, as they, as they go. And again, um, a lot of that has to do with a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and, uh, as we say, controlled opposition out there that, uh, I've been fighting it for years. I'm sure you're in the same boat. Well, I mean, yeah, my, my, I'm in the same boat as you in terms of, I want to know what the truth is. I don't want to just, you know, I don't, I don't want to believe a lie. I don't want to live a lie that nobody, nobody that I know does. Um, sadly, there's a lot of people who are either misinformed, they, they mean well, but they're misinformed, or there are these controlled fifth columnist agents or whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's definitely lots of precedent in that in so many instances, historically and presently, it, it's amazing. So we do have to be aware of that. And so the tr to, to be true journalists and true detectives here, you really got to go through the source evidence, the source material. And so that's difficult because people, whether they're from the mainstream world or whether they're even in the, they're just kind of dipping their toe into the alternative world or whatever. Um, you know, everybody's operating off of the information that they have, believing that that's the truth. Um, and you're only as good as your information. And, and so here we are now, you know, if we, if we just kind of think about our current situation, and I'm, I'm assuming that that maybe is what inspired you not to take a break, but to keep doing this work, 
uh, is that here we are with the, in my opinion, the culmination of so many things that have been going on for decades. Um, and we've got this lockdown. Now they're at the vaccine stage. We're learning about gain of function. So if I say gain of function to you and we've got the Fauci emails and all that, uh, where do you want to start with that? Cause that's, that's probably a whole podcast in itself, well, but let's see if we can first, cover some of it. First, let me just say, go to the, go to the documentary. It's again, it's free. It's downloadable. There's a sheet that, that comes with it as well. The links are there. The sheet that we actually sent to Congress. Um, so once I released that, a friend of mine, Matt, uh, who volunteered to try to help me get this out and, you know, we sent this all to their facts, to Congress, to their faxes, to their emails, their Twitter accounts, over 600,000 emails uh, to the to professors in the education departments of all the universities, which is the most corrupt system ever. Um, you know, just all these different people. Uh, we got absolutely zero response from Congress, um, which is, of course, expected. They They pretty much don't. If it's something that could bite them on the on the ass later, then they don't touch it and then just ignore it. One congressman, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he he responded on his Twitter account, and he uh, he basically said, "Why is Twitter not banning this kind of drivel?" Basically, and it was my it was a it was a note to him that said, "Hey, why aren't you responding to my facts, to my this, what we sent, and all that stuff." And then, you know, basically everybody that was following him on Twitter started shooting all this gain of function stuff at it. And all these, this one guy had a whole, you know, Twitter feed that he'd been following the whole thing. And uh, the next thing you see, banned. We're, we're blocked from his Twitter account. Right? Now, everything we send to the education departments, these, these so-called scientists and professors and their responses were much more childish where they would say you know how are you why are you flooding my inbox with this type of trash i hope you die of covid or oh, wow. uh you know I, I mean i could pull them up they're 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 sick childish unbelievable responses like that that have, you know no one was was watching no one was looking at it it's just a, an amazing response. Now, if you watch the first hour of the documentary, the gain of function, dual use, um, all, all this stuff is explained in full detail. Now, I spent all of 20, 2020 doing this from about February or so. Um, <clears throat> and what happened is I, I found – what I found are – these government or NIH, uh, NIAID, which Fauci is the head of, I found their panel discussions on gain-of-function research. Because early on, I had heard this term, gain-of-function. I, I believe I heard it from uh, Francis, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who wrote the, the U.S. Code on Biological Weapons, basically transposing the code from the... Uh, the international Geneva conventions. So he, uh, Francis Boyle is his name. And he's in the documentary doing an interview and he says gain of function and dual use. And so I start looking that up and I 
just happened to find these panel discussions. So I sat through hundreds of hours of panel discussions just to find the meat, you know, to put in this documentary um, of them basically admitting openly that every pandemic that we've had has been caused by a man-made virus through purposeful mutation. Now, all gain of function means is mutation. You can have a gain of function or you can have a loss of function. And what that means to these people, you're going to shit when you hear this. <laughs> so early, early on in these panel discussions, the reason they're having these panel discussions is they're weighing the risk benefit analysis. These are safety, uh, safety, you know, uh, biohazard type of discussions. They're right. public, but not really. Like the public, you know, doesn't actually watch anything like this. I was lucky I even found it. And I looked at the statistics and there was like, you know, nothing, nothing, no, no one actually sees it in the public. If the public were to see it, they'd be, you know, they'd be out of business, which is why I want people to really watch this and spread it because they don't want the public to see this. And they, half the panel discussion is how they keep it open, but secret. The great open secret, right? Um, <laughs> so basically, they're talking about the risk-benefit analysis of doing gain-of-function research. What is gain-of-function research? To mutate a virus, a pathogen, to the point where it ex expresses a different capability. Okay, now early on, uh, when they really started getting into this type of research, and by the way, Anthony Fauci has been the head of this research and funding it since the early, I think the late 90s, I want to say. I'd, I'd have to verify that. But, uh, you know, he he's the head guy. He gets up in the documentary, he gets up and he, he does a speech on the history of gain-of-function research. And if you watch him in government, you know, next standing next to Trump or standing up there, talking about wearing two masks and all this never once does he ever speak of gain of function not until just recently when the the word the, the term is actually now starting to be, become a household term people actually know what gain of function is now and right. you know he's up there telling you the whole history of how he he did that to ebola he did it to this he did it to highly pathogenic h5n1 to mers to sars to this uh, in the second documentary, there's a guy that gets up and says SARS doesn't exist in nature anymore. This is 2016. SARS doesn't. And this exist is in, in that. They're saying this in that panel discussion. In in various panel discussions, and again, they're talking okay. about the safety issue. So the, the risk benefit analysis: Should we go forward and make something like well, we'll use H5N1, highly pathogenic H5N1. Okay, kills about 60 percent of people it infects. Fortunately, it only infects, it goes from bird to bird, chickens. Right now they're calling millions of birds right now uh, because they of H5N1, if you, uh, if you look carefully in the third world countries, right? So they take H5N1, this was a long time ago, highly pathog H, uh, pathogenic H5N1, which kills that many people, and the only reason a, a, a human can get it is if it goes into an intermediate animal, like a civet or a ferret or you know, something like that, and then 
comes in because it mutates and it comes into a human. This happens very rarely. And once the human gets it, the human can't pass it on to another human, which is really interesting, mm. right? Now, knowing that, you'd think, hey, you know, that's 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 how Mother Nature works. It's it's very protective. It, it doesn't allow uh, things that are of a pig or of a cow to to connect with and. Uh, disturb the the natural order the genetic code of people so what do they do well in the early days they came out with what's called the fink report and inside of the fink report are listed seven things that are considered highly highly um dangerous like things that need to be approved before they happen and they're all gain of function uh gain of function research so to make something more virulent or contagious is one of them uh, to make something uh, more deadly is one of them to make something resistant to drugs, to make something um, airborne, to make something human to human transmissible instead of, you know, some animal disease that, that hardly ever uh, or never goes to humans and make it infectious to humans. And the reason for doing this type of research is to stop, study the result and to create vaccines that's the real that's always the real you know the real reason or the real intent well if we have uh, h5n uh, that's human human transmissible then we can make a vaccine for it well so you want to you want to do something that that potentially will kill now that you've made it more deadly and transmissible to humans it's probably going to kill way more than 60% of the people if it gets out and, and all that to make a vaccine for something that probably won't. Yeah. Like it it would. So what you're saying is the, the virus in its natural state, quote unquote, wouldn't pass transmissibly anyways, yet they're like, well, just in case we're going to do that, we're going to weaponize this thing just so we can create a vaccine for it and learn about it. There's how much money going into this? Billions, billions. And this is just the stuff that's being funded publicly there's private there's foreign there's one lady in in one of the panel discussions i'm working on now she says you know china has this uh china has this whole thing that we do uh a set like a report in a, in a, a infrastructure that says you can and can't do this and when they do their gain of function research over there they assure us that it follows their outline and the next thing she says we have no idea what that outline is. We have no idea what their uh, safety protocols or anything is. So you've got the, what I'm trying to tell you is what they did to SARS to create SARS 2. SARS was not in nature any longer in 2016. SARS, they admit in the panel discussion, is a man made escape from the lab virus. Okay? Pathogen. So. Put those pieces together. We know that SARS is man-made. SARS-2, directly from SARS, therefore must be man-made. If SARS was absent from nature, according to them, and this is government, so, you know, probably probably a good source, uh, well, then how did SARS-2 come along unless it came from a lab? Right? Right. It had to escape yeah. from a lab. And it has to be, it's, it's SARS-1, they used uh, HIV orthologs from it. In other words, the the receptor or the spike protein that you always hear about. They basically took that from the HIV uh, virus and 
you know, now they're injecting it into you and making causing your body to produce it. That way, and this is one of the the gains of functions, that way you're 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 more susceptible to the virus. In other words, kind of like a lock and key or male and female part, the virus can now connect to the ACE2 receptors in your body, which are everywhere that um, everywhere that it's affecting, you know, your brain, your gonads, your uh, everything. Um, scary part about that is every single drug that they've put out, hydro, hydro, hydrocluck, <laughs> every single drug HCQ, that has come uh, out, ivermectin, yeah, all of them are HIV treatments. Because the HIV drugs, they attack the ability of the virus to connect. Every single drug that's come out is an HIV drug. And I have the reports and the, everything that shows how, through gain-of-function research, in order to make SARS more, or people more susceptible to this SARS, SARS-2, um, they added the 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 receptor or spike protein of the HIV virus. They added MERS and they added wow. um, HIV. So you're talking about something that doesn't occur in, in, in nature, obviously. So when something happens in nature, they call it a gain of function. When something mutates, when the flu mutates every year, they call it a gain of function or a mutation or a loss of function or mutation. It gets worse or it gets it's better. And those things that they, they said in the Fink report that were all the things that were really, really bad that, that need approval before you can do them, they nicknamed them in this second documentary I'm working on with these panel discussions. They nicknamed them the seven deadly sins. You're talking the seven deadly sins that they're nicknaming these uh, therapeutics. They're nicknaming, they're nicknaming the, the bad game of the things that, that are basically biological weapons, basically. Oh, right. The, okay. All right. So if I make something more virulent, more contagious, more deadly, uh, uh, airborne, uh, there's seven of them. <laughs> I can't think of them all right now. Uh, airborne, uh, resistant to drugs, or, you know, think of the, the the things that that happen in your body cause something. So those are those are nicknamed the seven deadly sins, and from the Fink report, and that's what they go by when they when they want funding. They have to report if they're going to do gain of function research. Now, when I say this is biological weapons research, I am not joking in any way. There's no colloquialism. There's no irony. This is biological weapons research. Now. Go code, read the U.S. code on biological weapons research and the implications and punishments and all that. What you find in most U.S. code are these things called exception clauses or, you know, like this is the law unless or this is the law except in this case, right? Right. I call them exception clauses. So... Biological or loopholes. Weapons, They're just loopholes here. Sure, for them. sure. Biological weapons shall not be produced in the United States under any circumstances except. And right there, mm. and, and Francis Blow is the one who transposed this, and then government comes in and says, well, that's great. That's what the Geneva Conventions say. No one should be doing biological weapons under any circumstances. That makes perfect sense. But you see, 
we are really interested in doing biological weapons, so we're going to add these exception clauses. And those exception clauses say, except for basic research, except for defense, except for this, except for that. Okay, so those those are in the U.S. Code alongside the basically the the uh, codification of the Geneva Convention. Now Francis Boyle says, "Hey, if you just if you just uh, enforce the Geneva Convention, these guys would all go to they'd all be fined and go to go to prison for ten years, or or you know possibly be hung because this is uh, this is a this is a case of high treason. This is a case of high high crimes against men against nature." I mean, this is the possibility. And when I say that, let me just say one other thing. To, to get you in the mood uh, about how bad and how psychopathic these so-called scientists are, one of the panel discussions, they said, we're talking about the risk-benefit analysis of the apocalypse. The risk-benefit analysis of something that will kill 100% of the people it comes into contact with. Okay, that was one of the things they were debating whether it, it whether we should do gain-of-function research on a pathogen that is so deadly, something like ricin or whatever, something that is so deadly, anthrax that it would kill 100% of the people without a doubt. Should we proceed? Is the risk-benefit analysis greater? Is the, is the, is the uh, benefit greater than the risk? Is their question. Should we create this thing and then store it somewhere with the horrific safety record that we have? Uh, one guy today said there was 190 leaks just out here where I am in Utah at the Dugway proving grounds there's been 190 leaks uh oh my they god. one of the other things he said in this panel discussion i just heard it today and i was like oh my god i did not know this i had no idea do you have something called foot and mouth disease mm-hmm. did you ever question where it came from i'm questioning it as you're speaking to me right now this guy says he says we know that foot and mouth disease leaked from a lab in uh, in the UK, and we know the aftermath. We know what happened. All the cows they had to slaughter because of foot and mouth disease. I had not even considered that as something that's that's a, a man-made escape from the lab thing. But here they are admitting it, just like they admit to everything else—an escape from the lab. And I'm sitting here, and forgive me if I'm a little pissed off. I'm sitting watching as these fake congressmen and this fake Fauci go at it, pretending to be in competition when they're not. They're covering this thing up. Meanwhile, all this research, this gain-of-function research, both privately, publicly, and international, in labs across the world, hundreds and hundreds of labs, are going on things that are 100% deadly to the human race, but not just the human race, but the plants, to to bugs, to I mean, they they do it all. They're they're multi-species. Wow. You know, uh, it's it's just I, what's happening. When I first learned this when I was making this documentary. I had so much steam and energy behind me okay. that I was like, she. If I put this, someone sees it, they will pass it on.
on they will they will this this primary source evidence right no i mean uh, it's been downloaded uh, uh tens of times uh the papers nothing happened nothing happened now you're starting to see it now i'm not taking credit for this because i showed francis boyle and i showed, uh the people that were actually talking about this on a professional level, what, what is gain of function research, right? So I'm not taking credit for like, you know, I'm not, not the guy who, 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 oh, cause you had Judy Mikovits, you had all these people talking about it. I just put it together and I found these uh, government panels. Where, I mean, this goes so much deeper. Now, Let's talk about the other term of, of, of extreme importance, which is dual use. Now, something that's dual use, the example right. they give, the example they give would be the nuclear bomb or nuclear energy. Nuclear energy, it can save the world, and at the same time, it can be harnessed by bad actors, bad people to destroy the world, right? So... Here is the NIH, Anthony Fauci and the NIH funding through the NIAID, Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease. Um, they're funding this gain-of-function research. Meanwhile, and you'll see this in the documentary as well, meanwhile, the military is just going, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, DARPA is probably, you know, even more excited because DARPA is like the transhumanist uh, capital of the world. No uh, kidding. Um, and, and all this eventually in the documentary leads up to transhumanism because they, they come out and they talk about uh, synthetic environments, synthetic life, synthetic this. And so, it, all these pieces start adding up and you really see what the agenda is. Um, but backtrack back to dual use. So you got a military guy. He's sitting there in the panel. And I think he was Homeland Security. And you can watch it yourself. He says, look, the truth of the matter is, if the military or any other branch of government were doing this research, we would immediately be fined and arrested and charged with treason for creating biological weapons. But because the NIH is doing it for as basic research, the same exact research and creation and mutations that we would do to a virus to make it into a biological weapon in the military. They're doing it at the NIH, but it's not illegal. Somehow it's not being called biological weapons. They're weaponizing things, but it's not being called that. They're ignoring the Geneva Conventions, the international law, right? And going by U.S. code, which gives them the exception. They have the exception. They're doing it for peaceful purposes. The problem is, why, in 2015 or 13, I can't remember, it's in the documentary, they put a moratorium on this type of research. This is what you're hearing now in the news, finally. You're seeing Fauci being confronted with why did he fund a project when there was a moratorium on this type of research. They put a moratorium specifically on MERS, SARS, and highly pathogenic H5N1, which is Anthony Fauci's baby. He's, he drools over his H5N1. He loves it, man. So no SARS, no MERS, and no 
uh, H5N1 gain-of-function research. Those were the three specific ones that were banned in about mid-2015 or 13, I can't remember. It was under the Obama administration. And the reason, and this is where dual use comes into play, the reason that they they put this moratorium on there is the idiots who did this to SARS and to MERS, they published their results. So in other words, I have a, a lab in my garage or I'm a terrorist organization or a legitimate government who really just is terrorism. Uh, they call it government, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So the, the idea here is that now anybody can download the instructions on how they made SARS, how they what? mutated it into a, a even worse biological weapon so that they could study it and make a vaccine, right? The, the, all these crazy things that they do in behind closed doors, right? Uh, it's, it's public, but nobody knows about it. And it's going on all over the place. They publish their results. They and they're like, science must go. Science cannot be silenced. We must publish our results. If we don't publish our results, then it's you know you're taking it on. And I think they say that because then it's not biological weapons. Because they didn't publish the results, well then they could be accused of weaponizing something. And because they're not doing it scientifically anymore, they're right. they're classifying it right. So they put a they put a moratorium on this right. So for about four years, I think there was a voluntary uh, moratorium. Well, one of the projects that was going forward was the was the the research into bat coronaviruses and gain of functioning them, as we're talking about the specific one with HIV and all that. Um, and so Anthony Fauci, through his infinite wisdom, Lord Fauci, he uh, <laughs> he, Lord he he okayed that to be sent to the Wuhan lab in China. Now, the reason they came out with the, of course, the, the story that it came from a wet market in Wuhan, because that actually makes, I mean, it's actually a legitimate, although extremely unlikely, it's a, it's a legitimate story, like a legitimate cover story that you could prove by various things, right, uh, that it could happen. However, we know that they sent the exact same thing to Wuhan. Institute of Virology. So, and, and it was funded by Fauci. Now they're up there and they're pretending to grill him and make him out to look like the bad guy. But I mean, they're not saying the right words. They're using semantic battles and, and you know, it's public. So nothing important is ever going to come out in any kind of public forum. If you, if, if, if anything is going to be done, it's going to be in private. You're not going to see it. That's how Congress works. I'll give an example of that. Congress passed, you know, just to, just to give you an idea of how ridiculous some of the stuff that we pass around is when you're talking about the Federal Reserve. Good example. Congress passed a law that said the Federal Reserve chairman does not have to reveal information that should only be revealed in private. So the chairman gets up there all cocky and all arrogant and pretends like he's just the, you know, I'm above Congress and I'm independent and private, which is all a lie, right? Um, he gets up there and he, he says, I'm not going to answer your question. And we, in the in the truth movement, in the patriot movement, we're like, oh, look at there! Oh my God, he just, oh, he's he's the pure evil. He's, he's, he's independent 
and he doesn't have to do any. No, actually, actually, Congress passed a law that says he doesn't have to answer. Congress knows that, and therefore they ask him the question in public where he doesn't have to answer. Therefore, he can make it look like Congress has no control over the Fed. Brilliant, if you ask mm. me, how they do that, right? Meanwhile, in, in and if it was a private uh, uh, official, you know, hearing, you, you, the public wouldn't be privy to. So, just like when. So, they what vote, you're saying with that, just so I can get this straight. So, what you're saying with that is, you know, um, the idea that the Fed is just this privately owned thing by itself isn't fully true because there is there is basically collusion with the government. Anyways, it's no different than the post office. You, you create right. something like the post office or a, bank, a, a, a banking agency or, you know, a central bank or a securities and exchange commission. They're all called the same thing. They're all called independent agencies of government. But, you know, I'll put it to you this way. If you're in your house and you make rules for your family, are you still, are you somehow, are your rules somehow higher than the law? Or are you still bound by the law? Are you still, you know, a citizen of the United States? In other words, because the Fed and the post office and all these different organizations that are independent can make their own rules, it doesn't make them above the law. And it certainly does not make them anything but creations of Congress. And the maximum of law is that the creator controls. So you can't be above your maker. You can't be than government. Right, you can't be higher than that which created you, and that's—I mean—that's a multiple maxim of law. So the whole story itself falls apart just from that. And I—I've done several articles on it, all of which were. Well, I'll tell you what—I'll give you an example. One of them, the guys at the Ron Paul Forum or the Ron Paul whatever Love Fest—I don't know—they um, got a hold of it, and because when I did it, I was still—you know—I didn't really have a big audience or anything. I wasn't on radio so much their their response was and i remember this clearly well he doesn't have a very you know he's he's nobody he doesn't have a big audience or anything so let's just not work it wasn't to dispute it wasn't to say it wasn't to say this isn't true because it was and it was verifiable by the CAFR and by the audit and the audit that supposedly doesn't exist right yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just drives me crazy. So, so, so your the just so people are clear. So your thesis is not like the federal reserve is some, it, it's, it's just that it's the way people are perceiving. So the corruption's bigger than just, Oh, it's just a privately family owned bank. There's the it's corruption a, it's a, it's seeding way, throughout it's all a way of government to get as well. The blame off of Congress, Congress, you, you don't right. go any higher than Congress period. End of story. There's no higher authority than Congress, even the Supreme court. So, Supreme Court decides on constitutional issues, but the Congress, when Congress creates something, it doesn't say you have all, all, all the, all, you're all powerful, all being, of course not. It right, retains right. control. I mean, all you have to do is re read the Federal Reserve Act and you'll see that most of it is, is crap. There is stock now. That's at least partially true, right? There's stock mm -hmm. in the Federal Reserve and people say, oh, well, that proves that it's, it's owned by banks. No, if you read it, it's actually called membership stock and you're required required to 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 a million dollars or whatever to have that little bit of stock but it has no ownership value it's purely a sign of members so completely different stock. and you know i'll tell you what what's really funny is the federal reserve had to open its own fac faq you know the where where you can find the questions it was getting so many people 
asking it ridiculous questions from the alternative movement that it had to create this section. And you go there and you can read all the, 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 the information. Um, and it, and it, it tells you, no, we're not private, dependent, but we're not private. No, we're, we're bound by, no, all this stuff is not true. And you can verify it by reading the law. But see, that's the problem is nobody goes to primary source. That's my specialty, and people don't like that. <laughs> so, well, hey, we we got to find out how this whole criminal structure works, like how this how this whole thing works. Like, so, I mean, we could do a whole show on the Fed and the history of banking and all that, but let's just keep it on. I'll um, send you my art. I'll send you my research. Yeah, send me the articles. I will absolutely do, and I want to read it myself because uh, you know I yeah, I love people important. like. Yeah, it's no, I love people like not to have bad information. It's because it, it ruins 100%. it ruins everything else. You say. It takes away your credibility, and that's the problem. We have to we be have, accurate. Credibility exactly, problem. exactly, exactly. No, it's so important what you're saying. Um, so, okay, so if we go kind of swing to this gain of function then, or or all the stuff that's going on. So they basically have they're weaponizing viruses. They're taking viruses from their natural state and they're making them more infectious, more everything. They're souping them up. They're, they're saying that they're doing it for the benefit of humanity for whatever hell reason they have. Um, and they're also admitting that all these pandemics that we've had were essentially coming from lab-created viruses, not some natural random thing that was occurring in nature, right? Yeah, I mean, in a nutshell, the, the, the story has been you know, oh, it's ridiculous for you to say this escaped from a lab. There's no way this escaped from a lab. Those are the kind of responses I was getting. Um, you know, besides you're an asshole and go do thing. But uh, um, are- I, uh, <laughs> and now you notice they're saying, you know, oh, Facebook lifts the ban on the lab uh, release theory. I'm like, what? How, rid- how, how ridiculous is that? A ban? They lifted the ban on people saying it escaped from a lab like that's not like that's that's primary it's right there it's provable they talk about it and 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 I, you know i just I, this is what I, i'm sitting back going my god i'm watching for the first time in my life i think because i got to this so early just like you did i'm watching a cover up of the story a controlled up a controlled release if you will in order to politicize it to blame China when the whole research again was started in, in Pennsylvania. I can't remember. Um, and, and the story's all on the news now. And then it got sent over to, to the Wuhan Institute of, of, of virology because the ban was in place and it was a voluntary ban, but because they were already in the experiment, this was for new experiments. They decided, well, we'll let that one go. And this is the one that we're dealing with now as far as i can tell so we're so we're just lucky that the one that got leaked out whether intentionally or not intentionally whatever we want to we can speculate but we're just lucky it wasn't one of the h5n1 ones it was we got the one we got which ended up not being any more vicious than basically a seasonal well, flu i think i think it's very i think it's a very bad thing not by itself if that makes sense because one of the things they also talk mm. about one of the things they also talk about in these panel discussions is how you could release one thing um 
you could release one part of or incomplete, if you will, uh, pathogen, and then later release the second part, which would actually connect with and infect or share information through these, you know, through these spike, these receptors, um, share the viral information. And then now all of a sudden you have a deadly virus. Um, they talk about doing that with plants. They talk about doing that with all kinds of things. So could the vaccine be the other part? Um, cause they're just well, injecting and, people and, with the spike and, protein, right? And, and that's the thing. What my, my, just from the research that I've done and I, 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 I would say you could quote me on this because, because it has been uh, talked about, um, let me see if I have this pulled up. I just pulled it up and then finally, <laughs> hold on. What's it? Let me well, as you're looking for up. it, as you're looking for it, I keep thinking of that really creepy interview with Bill Gates where he's looking at Melinda and he's like, yeah, the second one, or he says something about the next one. He said, the next one. Yeah, that, and he's got this little smile on his face. Like that one will get their attention this time. What, what the hell is the, What's going on with this guy? Does he know something? Mr. Gaddy? Yeah, it's, it's disturbing. So, uh, you know, my, my opinion, and I say that I don't give my opinion very often because <laughs> I'm always about to, you know, look, here's the source, right? I do have sources for this opinion, but my opinion is that, the, that you're looking at, this is much in, in a way that can't be described until you go way in the future. Because what they're finding is all this, all the symptoms that people are having, including the fact that, that some people aren't showing symptoms at all. Well, you know, if you know anything about AIDS, that's, that's how that works too. Lots of people who, who develop or are infected do not show symptoms uh, either their whole life or, you know, for for a very long time okay so that's right that's just like the hiv infection. and if you look at all the different illnesses i mean dude everything is just like an hiv infection um and it's very strange and i, I don't like i said they're treating it with hiv drugs they're it's not to say you know there's a whole debate on hiv and and what i think about hiv is that it's a a part of a bigger thing that you have to have lots of other things, uh, namely herpes. Um, I think it's herpes or is it, uh, ah, tubercula. I can't remember, but you have to have this certain series of, of infections to present to cause the syndrome, right? AIDS is not a disease. It's a, it's a description of symptoms caused by something else. So COVID-19, it's not a disease. It's a, description of symptoms caused by something else just like right, AIDS, okay. right? yeah oh well gee what a, what a coincidence the first thing that anthony fauci worked on and he just no completely kidding. just killed people you know he gave people in um uh, what was the name of that drug 
it, it turned out to be a DNA inhibitor. It, it like destroyed DNA. It was it was the worst you know possible thing. I, ADT or I can't remember the name of it, but uh, you know experimental or prophylactic type of things, which is exactly what they're doing with this, right? Denying the drugs that'll work and only putting promoting the ones that are FDA approved or whatever. So. My and, and one of the other things that is a symptom of HIV in 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 men is that it attacks and attaches just because that's what you'd expect because that's the receptor and it, it attaches and hangs out in the gonads. So people with HIV are often sterilized from the infection. Mm. Okay. Mm. Now, what's going on? Who it's getting creepier. COVID. Now. Yes. Well, men who catch COVID are finding high counts of uh, white blood cells, uh, dead white blood cells, which signifies that there's uh, been something, a bad infection. So you're finding that there's a lot of sterility going on due to COVID. Okay. So my theory is that the, the, what, <laughs> I wouldn't call it wild, but the one that was released from the lab attacks the gonads of men and that the vaccine itself is designed to attack women in their reproductive capability. You have, you have cases where people's people are having their freaking ovaries or whatever their, their uterus fall out of their body um, in a bloody heap right now. Uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on with females. And yeah, why I'm do I say that? So, so we know that 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 SARS is is attacking, of course, the same places that HIV attacks. So, in other words, people are having um, problems with their sperm. Um, but I don't know about I haven't heard anything about women. So now the vaccine comes on, December first, two thousand twenty. Ex ex Pfizer head of uh, respiratory research, Doctor Doctor Michael Yeadon, and the lung yep. specialist and former head of the public health department, Doctor Wolfgang Woodarg filed an application with the EMA, the European Medical Agency, responsible for uh, European Union-wide drug approval for the immediate suspension of all SARS-CoV-2 vaccine studies, and particularly the biotech Pfizer. Um, they demand that basically these things get looked at. And here's what they say is the problem. The formation of so-called non-neutralizing antibodies can lead to an exaggerating immune reaction, especially persons confronted with the real or wild virus after vaccination. The so-called antibody-dependent ampli amplification, or ADE, has long been known from experiments with corona vaccines in cats, for example. In the course of these studies, all cats that initially tolerated the vaccination very well died after catching the wild virus. What does that mean? That means that if you get the vaccine for the circulating lab-leaked virus that we call COVID-19 in the form that is this DNA, you know, this RNA type of vaccine, that means that when you come back into contact with with virus you will have a hypersensitivity reaction this is what they call that cytokine storm just like okay. if you yeah. if you're allergic to uh, uh, peanuts or just like if you're allergic to a bee sting your body reacts in a way because it's been set up 
by the by the vaccine, which I refuse, by the way, to call it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. It's not. It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a transhumanism DNA altering, you know, nightmare. Um, That's a better name. I agree with that one. Yeah. It, it, so so basically, what they're warning about is in the reason that they could never get a coronavirus vaccine, and why Moderna never had a successful case of creating a vaccine and yet they're the first ones to be approved um it's because hey <laughs> emergency use emergencies suspend all law constitution <laughs> is suspended everything's suspended right it's a nightmare, law of necessity. Right? Yeah. so so they allow this to, to to go forward but the reason that it couldn't go forward under normal non-emergency or non-war uh situations is because it killed all the freaking cats. It killed all the, the hosts. Everything they vaccinated, whenever they got in contact with the thing they're vaccinated for, it would kill them. That's number one. Number two, the vaccinate, and this is the head of the, the World, Org- World Health Organization. He was the a real high guy in there. Uh, the vaccinations are expected to produce antibodies against spike proteins of SARS-2. However, spike proteins also contain syncytin. S-Y-N-C-Y-T-I-N. Homologous proteins which are essential for the formation of placenta in mammals such as humans. It must be oh absolutely it must be absolutely ruled out before you release this, or, or we're asking you to suspend them until you until you do the tests. It must be absolutely ruled out that a vaccine against SARS-CoV-2 could trigger an immune reaction against synthesin one. Otherwise, infertility of indefinite duration could result in vaccinated women. How the hell are we? <laughs> okay, so. So the the virus attacks men and the gonads, the vaccine attacks women by not allowing them to produce the one thing, you know, the the beautiful thing that some people even eat. <laughs> right? So we're talking about the sterilization of women, basically, through the inability to create a uh, a chemical or a protein that's absolutely needed. And and it's not the inability to create it, it's that your body is turned against itself. Your body attacks right, yep. that which it should sense. not. Well, it makes sense, yeah, but you got to realize that's the story of almost all disease. It's called autoimmune disease. I mean, it's you yeah. have autoantibodies and autoimmunes. Antibodies that attack antibodies and, and autoimmune disease, which is your, your immune system attacking yourself. Now, in my first documentary, Lethal Injection, that was 2011, I think. Yeah, this is the one I was watching this morning while I was trying to enjoy some, I was trying to enjoy my coffee. And then I had to like put my coffee, like I had to like sit there and focus because what you were bringing up about the horses the and horses. The sterilization and the, oh my dude, blow people's minds with this. This is shocking. Yeah. I, it, well, it's. <sighs> It's shocking only until you realize it's how nature works. It's why I called the new documentary, I called it a lethal injection corruption of blood, because that's what we're doing. We're doing something that's anti-nature. We're introducing things, bypassing all the barriers that would prevent these types of external things and, and, and foreign animals and, and humans. Um, 
you know, they use aborted, you're getting aborted proteins and DNA when you get a vaccine because that's what they grow the damn vaccines on. They're cloned from the 1950s, I believe it is. Um, anyway, that's uh, it's in the vaccine. That's the end of the, the vaccine. And that was the admitted. First, first... That was actually admitted. That was admitted by uh, what's his name? He was hailed as well, the again, grandfather, it's... godfather yeah. of vaccines. He was under that, testimony, the... and he actually admitted all of that. The last half hour of my movie in 2011 tells the whole story of that, how they had to go to Sweden because it was illegal here to harvest and use aborted fetal tissue. And so they went to Sweden to the Worcester Institute, and they still call the the cloned abortal fetal tissue that they used way back then, they're still using today, Worcester Institute, WI-58, for instance, is a, mm. is a line of aborted proteins. And when I say they clone it, it's just a cancerous growth. Pointless growth. Growth cells over and over and over in a, in, a, in some some substrate, some nutrition, you know, a combination of chemicals and all this stuff that makes it grow. And the vaccine insert's very clear. It says we cannot get this out of out of proteins and DNA. They're so small, not filter them out. They are in this vaccine. Okay. Why is that important? Well, uh, what if they grow it on cows? What if they grow it on pigs? What if they grow it on chicken embryos? What if they grow it on insects? What if they grow it on... Okay, so you're getting that cell substrate into your body because they can't get out the DNA and the protein. Now, now we're having a big problem. Because, well, you've heard of mad cow disease. So mad cow disease is caused by a sheep prion <laughs> that in, that's called a scrappy. And it infects the healthy prion, and it causes it to unfold or evolve and refold into the shape of the scrap. Because that prion is attached to another one, and then it creates these holes, or what they call sponge, spongiform encephalopathy, like Swiss cheese, through the brain or whatever it's attacking. And it leaves these amyloid plaques. So... <laughs> You're talking about that cannot happen unless you bypass the protective barriers that you have. If you eat tainted meat, you're probably not going to get anything unless you have a leaky gut. If you, but but if you inject something directly into your body, your body is going. To, yeah, your body's going to immediately recognize that as something foreign, and it's going to create an immune response. I don't care what it is, dirt, right? I, anything. And if if the problem is, <laughs> I'll just go. I'll just go over the horse thing because. Sure, please. The, the U.S. the U.S. Geological Survey, the U.S. Society, whatever. Back then, they had a website. And I was looking for sterilization vaccines. Um, and I found a bunch of patents on on sterilization. There's even a, an organization in the World Health Organization, or the, yeah, no, the uh, United Nations, excuse me, specifically devoted to uh, population reduction, and and that's where I found this surprise, uh, surprise. Yeah, <laughs> uh, unbelievable, Jeez. but it's there, and and they yeah, have their man. vaccine for sterilization, and that's the th thing, man. They call it a vaccine. They don't. They don't fuck around here it's a vaccine that's what they call it because vaccine <laughs> comes from the word inoculation and not believe it or not it means to do harm 
right? If I'm innocuous, right. I'm I'm not harmful. But if I am if I inoculate, if I'm <laughs> if I if I am inoculate, that means to do harm or to amazingly to bud or infect with disease. So they used to use the word inoculate for grafting trees. If I form a tree onto a tree and it grows both trees, I have inoculated the tree. Right? Well, oh, that's great. So what happens if I inoculate you with cow proteins or aborted fetal tissue with proteins and DNA or insects? What's going to happen to your body? Well, they figured out real quick that with wild horses, because there's supposedly a problem with the fertility of of wild horses, you know, this beautiful American uh, virtue that we have, supposedly, they wanted to control the population of wild horses. And so they injected the wild horses with nothing more and nothing less than a little tiny piece of pig ovary. It's called por- porcine for pig. And then zona pellicida is the part of, what part the, of the ovary. Fuck, man. Okay. Yeah. So, so what Some happens? Witchcraft shit. Well, yeah, it, it, and 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 it's not because again, this is this is something that wouldn't happen in nature. Just like the gain of function stuff we're talking about, this is stuff that wouldn't happen in nature. And they're making so it's it science. Happen. It's all science under the banner of the science. It's it's crimes against nature. It's exactly that's all I can call it. It's 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 the highest crime in my book. Okay, um, I'm with you. So, so, so you inject, and this applies this, there's patents for this for human, right? And I go over one of the patents, but in this case, you're, you're putting a, it just happens to be a pig, pig ovary, you know, squished up to tiny, 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 tiny pieces that you can't see injected into the horse. They call it a vaccination and they had a 90% uh, success rate with the, uh, um, well, uh, let me read. The U.S. Geological Survey and the Bureau of Land Manager are cooperating with studies investigating the potential of fertility control drugs to reduce fouling rates. And they call it molecular targeting or molecular tagging. Um, Let's see. Uh, And that's not the right one. This is sort of an after uh, thing that I I went back and looked to see how they actually did. And... um, Locally abundant feral horses can rapidly deplete available resources. Fertility control agents present promising non-lethal tools for reducing their population growth rates. We tested the effect of two forms of the immunocontraceptive porcine zona pellicida, or PZP, on fouling rate in three populations of feral horses in the western United States. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, a liquid form requiring annual boosters. Does that sound familiar? Get your booster shot. For, yeah. Yeah, well, get is... a booster shot. What um, Requiring animal boosters was administered. And a time-release pellet form designed to produce two years of infertility were administered, etc., etc. PCP reduced fouling rates in all three herds. Immunocontraception with PZP may be a useful tool, etc., etc., etc. They, when the post-treated females did not conceive and give birth, parturition was an estimated uh, 31 days later. 
um, basically gives you the how it worked and how it, uh, you know, and they, they achieved the 90% reduction in uh, uh, fertility. The wild horse population. Or fertility. Right. So that they can control it. Well, exactly what, the, what the, the health minister there said. He said, depending on how much you get, uh, you can cause either temporary or permanent sterility. Right? So just by – now here's what happens. And this is the important part. This is, this is essentially autoimmune disease. Your body sees this piece of protein or DNA it says, okay, Okay, that's a foreign object that shouldn't be here. You know what? It's also extremely, very much alike to what we already have. Wait, wait a minute. I'm confused. I see something that I want to kill, and yet, isn't that, is isn't that protein on our side? Wait a minute. I can't tell the difference between the pig and the human. And you know, if you look at science, they they use pigs a lot because pigs are very similar. To, to humans and so is a nematode yeah, right. worm you know um so so the body goes into overdrive and it says all right well we have to get i mean there's no question about it this is a foreign invader so it sends out antibodies to attack or it sends out it goes through the whole process antibodies are like the last thing that happens and it attacks and it, it you know gets rid of the the um the pig ovary and then those chemicals and proteins and all the things that are involved in that immune response, they don't just stop there. They go and they start attacking your own uh, similar proteins and, and DNA. So the whole concept is to cause the horse or the human or whatever body to attack its own sexual reproduction organs create an antibody response or an immune response to its own uh, ability to have children. And that's exactly what they did. And there's patents for this for humans. I go over one of the patents, two of the patents in the, in the documentary. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not, uh, again, why do I say this is my, my opinion, my theory? I think this is what we're dealing. I think we're dealing with a mass sterilization campaign against humanity through vaccination and through this released um the, the, the again you can't really call it wild but the but the released <laughs> the man-made virus the sars um is designed and and attacks the the male gonads and the vaccine is designed and attacks the ability of the female to have uh the ability to to create placenta by attacking the the chemical protein um, that we just read. So citizen, um, and so again, you got this foreign thing injected into the body. The body goes into overtime. It, it attacks that. And then anytime you get pregnant and you start forming placenta, your body is going to sense the same chemical and it's going to go attack that chemical. You're not going to be able to produce placenta. Therefore, you're not going to have children. That's my opinion. Well, what's shocking? Yeah, no, it's my opinion too, man. And I, I've done it from, I didn't get into all the science that you broke down. I just got into the statements of these people over many decades uh, who've written countlessly that they want to reduce the population of the planet. I mean, 
it's even in Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Like the, the story, like there, there, it's just, there's, there's people that believe that and they look at us at the one thing you had defined in your documentary was that they look at mankind as mammals and animals in the same classification. And they talk about these abilities, these sterility interventions or whatever in the, with humans in the same way that they talk about it with these horses or these other animals, which is shocking. And so understanding that the government these core, like the people that are behind this, they it's human resources management, it's population control. And I mean, how many times does Bill Gates have to come out and actually say it? And, and then what he's getting caught with doing in India and Africa and everywhere else. And you think he's not going to bring that program here. And it's not Look, just him. We know there's bigger I, forces behind all of these people, but, um, that's, that, that will blow the hair back of most people that'll even hear it. That's why it's so I, hard for them to believe. I, you know, and I Even have to be, true. if I'm, if I'm to be honest, if I look at like the one person that should not be walking around alive, who should be like barricaded in his house because people and people throwing rocks and stones and pitchforks and nuclear bombs at, it should be Bill Gates. Why is Bill Gates walking around in public when so many of us know what he's done? No kidding. Yeah. And to me, no to me, that's why I have little hope. Because as I'm telling you this and you're sharing this and my documentary is being shared, Nothing's happening. Like uh, it's finally making the media, which is which is great in a, in a in a controlled fashion, which is not so great. But I'm like, um, you know, if any if there was ever a time to against something, this is it. And I'm not talking about political action. I'm not. I'm talking about this is crimes against nature. This is crimes against humanity. This is a bunch of people yeah. who call themselves scientists who are literally recreating life in their own image. Okay, this is beyond satanic. This is beyond psychopathic. They do not give a shit about anybody. They are very clear that they take no responsibility because they are funded by Fauci and the frickin' NIH. They, they, they have no conscience about what they're doing. And this becomes evidence as you, as you watch them. They laugh about the potential to kill everybody. They laugh at, the, at some of the stuff they say, which is like unbelievable in the first place. So... What I'm telling you is that there is there is being protected inside of government and privately this biological weapons creation. And because semantics are involved, they're not calling it biological weapons. They're calling it peaceful research or basic research. They're allowed to pretty much do anything they want. The seven deadly sins. And then... Oh, you still there? Science. Oh, there you go. Science, science must go on, right? So, did I? Did we lose? Uh... No, you're back. You're back. It just glitched for a second. Okay. Um. So, so yeah. We're, no, we're this talking is about, yeah. This is beyond like right. I, here's a petition. Send it to your senator. This is like, <laughs> look. Yeah. Th there has to be a point where you say, okay, this has gone beyond governments this has gone beyond you know there's no political solution for spiritual problems and this is one of the biggest spiritual problems this makes nuclear warheads look like toys this mm. is so far beyond that this is they're talking about stuff that'll kill the entire not just human population but everything on earth they're talking about recreating everything patenting it and owning everything they're talking about transhumanism they're talking about synthetic environments they're talking about 
the craziest shit I can imagine, and it's happening without anybody knowing about it. And that's one of the reasons I'm, you know, I was so passionate, especially at first, about this. Is like this can't happen. I have to expose this. This cannot be happening. This this is the craziest thing I've ever seen, and it's provable. They're talking about it. The people that actually do it. They're forced to talk about it because they have to raise the risk-benefit analysis. Right? I'm just going, oh, my God. If we don't rise up to this, we wouldn't rise up to anything. I mean, really. This is, this is it. This is the time where good men must rise or we all fall. And that's all I can yeah. say. Yeah. No, you're, you're spot on, Clint. It's, 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 it's beyond I, – I don't even know what to say. I, I – you sit back and you hear it and I know it, I know it, I know what you're saying is true because I've seen so much over the years and everybody knows something's going on here and look at everybody. The other question I have for you is, I mean, speaking of men rising up, we've had the death of masculinity occur under our eyes as well. Um, and it's, it's not just a cultural Hollywood media attack uh, to, to demonize, you know, that whole thing, but it's also biological. I mean, we've got, do you, have you done any research on all these gender bending chemicals and, you know, was it atrazine and glyphosate and, you know, like think about it. Monsanto was just merged with Bayer, uh, which is a pharmaceutical company. Um, when you, basically what I'm trying to say here is when you put a lot of dots together, let alone all the other things, this is something, it feels alien to me. It feels like you're either the most psychopathic thing ever, or we've literally just had invasion of the body snatchers take place and they just want to terraform this planet or something. Like, I, I don't know what else to like. Fucking, well, knows? you know, I'll tell you what I wrote. <laughs> the farthest or the closest I've ever come to like talking about aliens or some kind of other worldly force or whatever. The closest thing I've ever got to that is a thing. Um, I wrote, because we used to talk about this a lot, we talk about parasitic infection, right? Like the Archon stuff. Well, 85% of the, of the, of the, of what exists as far as what we consider life on earth is parasitic. And there's all these examples in nature of, you know, the, the, the spider gets taken out or bitten, bitten by a, a wasp. The wasp transfers the parasite, which was the whole point you know, controlled the spider, the spider then uh, gets a brain parasite, the, sp the spider then spins a web according to the parasite's wishes in a big ball, and then, you know, has the parasite's children. The ladybug gets infected, and ladybugs are little badasses in nature, like, they're vicious. Um, but, you know, they got a bad rap, ladybugs. They're, they're they're, you know, but when the, when the, when they get infected with a parasite, it gets to their brain, and uh, uh, suddenly the, the, the ladybug becomes docile, allows the parasites to go inside its stomach and eat it, eat it up, all the while protecting the parasites, right? Because mm -hmm. the parasite is literally infecting the brain and causing... And National Geographic did this whole thing, and when they called it zombie, uh, zombie uh, zombies in nature, whatever it's called. Um, I probably have it around here somewhere. And so I did this whole sort of... I was like, I'm going to just do a a thing on it and it was called uh, uh uh you know brain parasites and uh prions and then oh my or something and it turned out it turned out to be pretty good you know and i was um i was saying in there that look what we're dealing with 
is institutionalized psychopath, psychopathy or sociopathy. And you can really see that in these so-called the scientism, this cult of science that's not, keep in mind, these aren't real scientists. These, you know, science is a study of nature. This is the alteration and death of nature, right? They're, right. They're, they're, it is a cult. It's completely opposite. So I, I, I sat there and I said, well, all these things that are happening that we talk about in the conspiracy, you know, corners, take chem, take uh, geoengineering, take, um, Oh, I don't know. There's all, all kinds of examples, just the craziest stuff happening that we're like, please stop. It's going to hurt us. You know? And and yet it, it's, it keeps going on. You're like, well, who's responsible for this? Who's Why doing? are they doing yeah. this? And the only answer that I could really come up with that made sense is brain parasites. It's the only thing I could think of because, you know, you hear about toxoplasmosis attacks forty uh, percent. Like forty percent of the population is is has toxoplasmosis around the world, and it it causes you to do stupid stuff. It causes you to get a an emotionally or a sexually excited response in your brain, a chemical in there, to to do dangerous things. Right, so you get you, you this one professor in UCLA or, or Berkeley or one of those boarding schools. He 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 did a study and he showed that all high speed motorcycle accidents, almost always, where they're doing you know they're going 120 miles an hour on a on a road and at any minute can they can hit a car and they just don't care. They're getting a sexually stimulating, exciting, feel good chemical from this brain infection, this toxoplasmosis. It's causing them to to act in ways they wouldn't normally act, and so you think, "Wow, he's brave." No, he's actually they they show that all these people are infected by brain parasites. There's brain parasites that make you stupid. I mean, is that uh, the know, ones that are probably in these masks that everybody's wearing? I don't know. Well, that's what I wonder. That's why I started looking into uh, these parasites that happen in nature. They're all over the place. Like I said. If 85% of the world population of bugs and critters and everything are, are parasitic, you got to wonder if there's all these different parasites that actually infect man and go to the brain, are we dealing with something that is explainable? Are we dealing with something, you know, that is, uh, that actually could be scientifically or medically treated? It, you know, is <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it reminded me, did you ever see the thing? Uh, yeah, John Carpenter, oh, yeah. the thing, you know, where, yeah, where they yeah. do the thing test where they collect everybody's blood and they poke it with, uh, they poke it with a hot wire. And if it's, if it's the alien, then it jumps out and goes crazy trying to protect itself. Well, why don't we have a thing test for psychopaths? Why, why, why are we, if it's a known entity and there's plenty of authors and researchers that have done this, there've been psychopaths that, that have tested themselves to discover, Oh, I'm a psychopath. I didn't even know it. If there's psychopaths are known to rise to the top, if psychopaths are known to be CEOs of corporations, if psychopaths are known to want power and abuse it, mm. uh, does that sound familiar? Government. Um, then why aren't we testing people for psychopathy? Why aren't we testing people for sociopathic uh, tendencies? Why don't we have psychopaths? All the psychopaths already got to the top of the institutions that would have rolled out a big test to see if anybody's a psychopath. They're all in the, the same point. club. That's the point. <laughs> if, the, if the alien has already taken over 
the head guy and the head guy says, no, we're not going to do that test. Case is closed. We're stuck. Right. See, this is, this is like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a comparison. It's just a thought of mine that, Hey, maybe there's a, a legitimate thing going on here. That's turning people. And maybe it's been going on for generations and generations. You know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's in the Royal family's blood, blood. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, it just seems to me that there, there might be a reasonable, explanation to it if you if you break it down into into the thought patterns such as thinking of a, a some sort of parasitic infection right and right. you know here's the deal viruses are defined as parasites because the the in, the 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 are what goes into the body is not the virus. What what happens is it goes in, it it, it infects or or tra- it invades, it transfers its information, and then the body is of course uh, carrying that information and and then shooting it everywhere, and then the body starts creating the virus. And that's what's so interesting about it. it it's so. Why, when they test for it, they're testing for things that would only be. It's, it's hard to hard to explain, but um, the the thought I have is is simply that there is a there is a, a logical, even medical or scientific explanation for why we have these people who have the mindset that. It's perfectly logical and reasonable to do gain of function research and to publish that information, and that mm. and that that sort of science, in fact, any anything that you would call science, must be allowed to proceed. We must be able to do the worst possible things imaginable, no matter what the risk. Right, the benefit always outweighs the risk, and in 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 and then when you actually look at these panel discussions. There's some sane people there that are like, well, really, there's no circumstance where the risk is is higher or lower than the benefit. There's no time where the benefit is uh, higher than the risk. In other words, the risk always outweighs the benefit. We should not be doing any of this research. Yeah, but like this those... shouldn't even be a discussion. Like it right, should be right, like, right. oh, you guys want to have a, you want to play around with a virus and create a virus that could end all life but, on Earth. Yeah, probably but, no benefit to that. But the <laughs> dead look in these people's face, the, 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 none of it makes sense to me unless something is controlling them. Like something is, I don't know what to say, man. That's yeah. my alien theory, if you will. It's the closest thing I'll ever get to. I'll go, fu- I go, fu- I go full alien, sense. but either way, we're in the same, we're in the same grand ballroom of just insanity and something's happening that feels very anti-human. I think we can all agree right. that it's very inhumane in it's anti-nature. It's anti-God. It's anti-everything good. And, yes. um, you know, yes, my only that's hope why I say we have to, this is, this is, I think our first real glimpse into the potential of what they're doing before this, they, while they had examples, they admit that, 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 you know, they were doing this research on Zika. Why do you think we had this, this horrible Zika outbreak? Right. They were, uh, Judy Mikovits was doing it on Ebola, right? Uh, uh, Anthony Fauci talks about Ebola. 
they're doing it on all the H5, you know, H and N. There's there's eight, there's 13 H's and 15 N's or something like that, right? So you got all these different so-called flu viruses. Uh, the, here's a story for you, right? You probably haven't gotten to this in the in the first documentary. I actually show that they went and they dug up the 1918 Spanish flu. Did you get to that yet? No, I didn't. Oh my god, dude! They talk about this in the panel discussions too. Government made a documentary. Government made a documentary on its efforts to retrieve the 1918 so-called Spanish flu. They got the permission from the Inuit Eskimos up in Alaska to dig up a woman that was in the permafrost who had a bunch of people who had the, 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 the Spanish flu. They dug up her lungs, retrieved all the, the good stuff they could find, brought it back to the lab, put it in formica blocks or formalin blocks, excuse me. And that was right when the uh, epigenome or the genome project was happening. And so they genetically sequenced it and recreated the 1918 Spanish flu, which for all intents and purposes is gone. It's, it's, it's no longer in nature, right? They patented it. Oh my God! And the Why? patent, the patent came came to to be accepted about I don't know I can't remember it was like two weeks before we had the news, uh, you know H what is it H one N one, yeah that that the the vaccine campaign you know that they did for the basically the Spanish flu, so so you <laughs> you have government digging up the the ancient flu. Because why? Well, because it was so interesting because it killed so many young people. We should really dig that up and find out, right? Most, most, most. <laughs> Just so we're let it stay it, dead. Yeah. And, and so they <laughs> recreate it and they patented it. And, the, you know, again, out there for anybody to see or recreate themselves. And it's being stored in the lab. Now let's talk about these labs. Oh, my God. One of the examples they used of a lower biosecurity lab was in a, a, a country that had conflict, you know, war. And they said the lab was ransacked. They said that part of the spoils of war were these, these soldiers came in and just ransacked the lab and took whatever they want. Took all the samples and took a, no biosecurity, no nothing. Just put them put it in their pockets, right? That's one example of what can happen to a lab. And there's hundreds of labs around the world that they talk about. Like I said, they had 190 different incidences. You have people who don't report um, accidents because they're so afraid of being quarantined or whatever. You have uh, reports of accidents. They're just cool. You have, and then you have, again, these, these, they're talking about the release of past pandemics that we've had including SARS, MERS um, you know obviously the, the 1918 Spanish flu um, the H1N1 I think is, is the translation to that um, all these different things bird flu, uh, Zika Ebola one guy today I was just doing a little, little research and he said uh, something about e Ebola escaping the lab I told you about uh, of uh, hoof and mouth disease with cows, all these things escaping labs, and we're 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 unaware that this is happening. We think 
we think we've been trained to think that nature every once in a while releases a a bug that kills a lot of people, right? And that that's perfectly a natural thing. I'm here to tell you if if they're admitting openly <coughs> in a in a public discussion in the panel that no, actually all these different things that we think were natural were actually man-made. They're talking about it because again, why are they talking about it? Risk-benefit analysis. They have to talk about it. It's like, how can we talk about this if we don't bring it up? In fact, one lady was like, uh, you know, she says it openly about SARS. She says, you know, we, we're, we're confident that SARS was released in, in a lab, uh, from a lab, accidentally. And all you hear is silence. And then one brave guy gets up and starts talking about it, but they don't want to talk about it. They know it's true, but it's like, it's like they have to talk about it. Just like an insurance company would be like talking about, um, uh, well, uh, uh, there's a scene in fight club. It's great. Where, where he, uh, where they talk about the insurance industry and, you know, if, if it, if it only kills a certain amount of people, we don't even bother. We don't do a recall. Oh, yeah. You know, we, <laughs> it's such a great, it's great scene. Yeah. Um, thing here really, it, it's, it's kind of a risk benefit. That's what I mean by risk benefit. And for the most part, there's never a time where they think that the, 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 the risk is, is, uh, you know, higher than the benefit. It's pretty scary. So, and that's the story behind the story of COVID-19. Wow. Wow. Clint, man, like you just dropped some bombs in here. I mean, all I've been trying to do is, is put this information out like you as best I can and interview people and get as much testimony as possible, document everything and, and then connect with other people to find solutions and, and keep people's energy up here because this is pretty debilitating when you really see the big picture and, the only thing I come up with is just, you know, the idea that, well, hey, here you and you and I are here talking about this. I believe we're good people trying to do good and find the truth and tell our fellow mankind what's going on. Uh, there are good people working all over uh, right now. There are there are there's so much there's so many people that are fighting this. Are we going to win? How's it going to go? Nobody knows. But um, well, we're up against well, some pretty deep, dark shit. And uh, this isn't a time for people to lose hope or give up. But it is important that we're realistic and we're aware of really just how bad it is and what's really well, going on. The other thing is we all have to be on the same page. Right. We all have to have the correct information. We have to have something provable, something you know that I can go to the government website and find myself. We have to have something behind us that says, okay, this has gone way too far. Our powers that be are not doing anything about it. In fact, they're supporting it and protecting it. This is this now falls upon a higher power, hmm. which government recognizes a higher power, an act of God, right? And it recognizes that there is a higher power than itself, and that the law of God always, or, or the law of nature always, uh, you know, outweighs the, the the law of the state. They know that. They understand that. behind you so what i've done is i've collected this as not just a documentary right not something that could or could may or may not be false 
right? Because I'm not putting my opinion here. This is this is the evidence that they're not telling you in the public. This is the evidence that yeah. if you listen again to to these these congressmen, they know what's happening. They know about the committees. They know they're talking about these committees that have said you know over and they know what's happening. It's their NIH Congress created the NIH Congress created all these things Congress is responsible you don't blame Anthony Fauci for for being a psychopath and rising to the top you blame Congress you don't blame yeah. the creation you blame the creation okay this is the this is our problem. Is we we always are redirected to some other thing when the whole problem is sitting right in front of us, and we see them covering it up right in front of our eyes. But the only way you're going to know is if you see these panel discussions of the actual scientists, so called, who have actually done the research. When you see Anthony Fauci get up there and give a whole history. <laughs> on gain of function research he's the expert that's why they have him he's the opening speaker right i mean you can't any longer sit back and watch you i mean for me i fell impelled to act but i also feel extreme you know i'm banned i'm banned from youtube i'm shadow banned i can't even find my own website when i go to a hotel <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with I'm you, man. Screwed. The only thing I yeah. can do is create these things, give them away for free, and pass this on. Um, here's a download link, right? You, I, I don't want anything from you except that you become the men that you're supposed to be. Not, as we said, Damn these specified people that, that we seem to have become. Did you hear about Eric Clapton, by the way? What was going on with him again? I heard that he he got the the vaccine, and it made him extremely sick and like debilitated him. And his comment to the American people, now I I didn't verify this. I don't know if it's true or not true, but apparently his comment to the American people was basically what you just said: was, was what happened to all the men? What mm. happened to what happened to that spirit we had back then? when we were making music and protesting and like, what happened? Where are all the good men? That was his question. He wasn't complaining about his autoimmune, you know, function. He was complaining that despite all his best, uh, you know, he didn't want the vaccine and he pretty much got talked into it and then totally fucked him up. And apparently he, he that was his response is like you know this can't this can't be allowed to happen this can't be allowed to continue to happen where are all the good men why, why is nobody standing up so and i i 100 agree which again is why i put this together so that you have something to stand up against otherwise you're just going to go back and forth between one site one news channel or the other fox news who's pretending to be the alternative movement don't even acknowledge itself as the news anymore the media you know, I, I was warned against Fox News back in 2013 or so when I was going to RBN, Republic Broadcasting, and, and I did a couple years, uh, two and a half years there. I'll never, this is one of the most pinnacle moments in my life. If, if, if I hadn't, I remember I was at a gas station in the middle of the, uh, you know, traveling south to Texas to meet with John Statmiller, the owner of RBN, and I wanted to meet him face to face because I wasn't going to do a show 
I wanted to tell him, if you censor me, I'm going to do everything in my power to tell people that you censored me. He still mm. put me on, and he never censored me. And I oh, give him credit good. for that. One of the things yeah. he said, one of the things he said was, look, Fox News has created this Patriot Radio on on XM Radio or whatever, and it's positioning itself to to, to overtake the alternative movement. What do you see now? You see people passing on Fox News videos. Fox News used to be the, I mean, you you know, right? Yep. You've been doing this long enough to where Fox News was the worst possible source you could go to. Yep. Now, Fox News, instead of passing out Alex Jones videos or whatever, <laughs> don't get me started, they're, they're passing out uh, Fox News videos. And, and Fox News is now taken over this sort of patriot movement doesn't call itself the news anymore and i've slowly watched that happen since 2013 or so when he told me that's what was happening and i give him so much credit for that because yeah if he wouldn't have told me that i probably wouldn't even have noticed i would just be like eh. but i've watched slowly as fox has positioned itself to essentially you know subsume you know Take Alex Jones out of the out of the picture. Get all his fans and all the other you know questionable fans to 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 go to Fox News, and and then you have Trump, and then you have all this weird crap going on, this weird patriotic stuff, and now now Fox is doing these patriotic shows. It's doing all this, and it's not even referring to itself as the media anymore. Yeah, they're trying familiar? to because they know. Yeah, yeah, because they're trying to co-opt that there's an organic movement that pops up they co-opt it and they try to guide it back into the farm <laughs> that's that's what they are they're all owned and well, controlled by the same people and and you know and i'm sure that it's a, absolutely organized i mean again the, the very yeah. definition of controlled opposition would be for the conglomerate media to create an offshoot that goes against it you know and in, in, in ways that you know, or never actually followed up. No one ever gets arrested. Nobody ever gets in trouble. No investigation ever happens. The whole thing's controlled. And that's what's happened to us. We've been tricked into going to that which used to be the worst possible thing. You, I mean, if you said Fox News, I, I lived in Hollywood, man. I, I had a friend who was an editor, a sound editor at Fox. And he's like, I don't even tell people where I work because people people hate Fox. I mean, Fox was like the low, lowest possible shit that you could step in. And like I said, and now all of a sudden people are, 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 are quoting it like it's scripture. And I'm just, I'm going nuts. And I, like I said, I'm watching this cover up and you won't understand the cover up until you see these panel discussions. So yeah. like I said, I'm not giving myself any credit here. All I did was put all this stuff together, right? This stuff happened outside my purview, but without it in the perspective and, and to see everything together, like we've talked about, you're not going to have the, the, the foundation or the knowledge necessary to, again, act on a, a higher authority. I, I don't know what to say. You have to have the facts. You have before you can possibly you know act against the lie 
I, I just can't stress that. It's a, it, you need, I'm so glad you said it and it's a good point. And what people need to do is become their own journalist. Like that's where we're at, like, like you and, and go and find source material. I've been advocating for that since the beginning is say, stop watching news clips. Even if they're good, they're not detailed. You need to go and look at source material. You need to read again, you know, uh, go back and look at it, at history, go back and understand the context, listen to these interviews, listen to, um, you know, it's like, that's what you do. That's what a journalist does. That's what somebody that is using the science actually does. Science is that process of trying to discover the truth. It's not a cult the way it's become. Um, journalism has become a cult. It's all the same. So we well, have now, to step outside of, the, of that. And that's what these, that's what these platforms that I'm, I'm so happy to see these platforms like Foxhole that are made by, uh, people that have been trying to find the truth, you know, and so many others they're coming out, uh, which is good to see, even though we're, you're not going to get the same traffic. I don't care. I'd rather have quality people here that are, they're serious, that are going to sit for two hours and real, hear real people discuss these things and go through the facts and learn how to go and find that source material so that they are armed with the actual facts and not all this nonsense that's flying around out there. Yeah, it's <laughs> good luck. <laughs> oh, hey. I mean, really, there's, there's, I, I, don't, I don't understand the whole process of who gets paid or who supports who or whatever, but, man, I, I just can't imagine that. I can't imagine that there would be that many well, what do you call them? Trolls or, you know, I just, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. To a lot of them are bots, man. Of a lot of them are AI. Yeah. Or, or yeah. paid, and like I, you said. Yeah. And you know, part of that's part of what got sent back to me were these interesting, like bot conversations that were happening. I'm like, why are your answers so strange? And then I realized, oh yeah, these are, these are just the bots answering the emails. But, uh, yeah, I, dude, I, I don't know what to say, man, but like I said, if we don't, um, if we don't act on this, I, I, I just, I don't see anything. I don't see, I'll put it this way. If we don't act on this with this knowledge, then we won't act on anything. No, it's exactly. just, you know, yeah. if it, it's just, I, we're at an impasse, you know? So well, hey, uh, all I can say for people is that in my opinion, I'm in a unique position where I speak to people literally in different countries on a regular basis. I, I, I get feedback from amazing people. I'm involved with a lot of good networks of people that think exactly like this, Clint. And, and for anybody listening, there is a huge movement that's growing of people that, it, you know, everybody's at different levels of understanding this, but they're all starting to catch up really quickly. And people know you can just see it. I'm not a person that goes to protests or any of these kinds of things, but you can see even in the general public, that's all they know how to do, right? Is just go in the and go to these things. And optically, it shows that, I mean, we're having the second largest worldwide mass protest in human history. Canada, which is turning very quickly into a communist dictatorship here where I live, is has had the biggest protest back to back in its entire history lately against all this stuff, against, you know, trying to get disclosure of what really went down. Um, and now that these Fauci emails are trending, all right, now, even though I know it's not all, the, it's not the whole truth, but we're getting closer, right? And it's, it's, it's at least pointing people's, uh, it's pointing people's attention to this discussion, right? They might start with some Oh, I've read some of the emails and then hopefully they stumble across this interview, but it's starting to get the conversation going. 
There are good people working behind the scenes. There are good people working in all these different areas. Is it enough? I don't know, but we can't, we can't lose hope. I'm not losing hope. I'm in this fight to the bitter end. I don't care. You know, like I'm a freedom or death kind of person. And I know so many people listening right now are. And so if we can get this information out, inform ourselves, try not to get, you know, caught up in all the, you know, hopelessness of it all. And, uh, and then put decisive actions together that can get this out even further. You know, all I can say is that when you're serving the well, truth, man, unseen forces come to your aid. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. Well, remember, um, you know, s s straight from the Bible, two things <laughs> that may maybe people don't realize, uh, God is truth. Yep. So, you know, if you think about that, nature is God. God is nature. God is, a, you know, the universe, everything that exists as self-existent, not man-made. That's what it's intended to mean, according to law. And then the truth will set you free, which we plagiarize from the Bible. We don't even realize it. Um, remember, the Bible is a book of law. It's not a religion. So this is what my book is about. Um that that the foundation of our common law is actually the bible and uh it shouldn't be regarded in a religious aspect at all um which is a whole new way of looking at it considering we've all been brainwashed into the the religious aspect so that's the other side of what we haven't gotten into but the reason i bring that up is because you know when the when the founding fathers of, of you know all that crap that we that when they when they wrote and they did all the stuff that they did they were very clear that only this 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 country as they're creating it can only exist um <clears throat> with 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 good moral christian men and when they said that they actually had a specific definition of that term christian which was not religious but actually those who followed the law that was written in the bible that's why all right. common law countries including canada english common law countries we adopted that. We also adopted the copyright version of the King James Bible as the foundation of our common law. So, and that's provable. I can show you it in law, um, in dictionaries and stuff. And so when you look up the, the concept of that and you understand what that means, it actually means the Bible is basically your guide to not get caught up in the legal realm like we all are, right? No persons, no flattering titles. Don't be, don't pretend to be what you're not. You know, all these, all these lessons that we should be following were absolutely breaking on a daily concept. So wh what I did was I wrote this book to compare the legal law and the Bible law, and they're always 100% opposed. And this Over is the years, straw man. What's the title yeah, of that yeah. book again? S straw man. It, go to strawmanstory.info. It's, it's downloadable. You can read it for free. Um, but it's very long because you're actually, it's a, I'm teaching you the legal language and I'm teaching you the Bible, what it actually says compared to the legal, because you can't have legal without the Bible. That's the interesting part. You can't have good without bad. You can't have dark without light. You can't have anything without its opposite. And so the legal is the opposite of the moral. Um, they even call it the spiritual law versus the, uh, you know, legal law. Um, or, uh, there's another word for it. I can't think of, but the point I'm trying to make here is that over here, yeah, that's it. <laughs> over here is the public. Okay. This is the legal side. And over here is the private. That's the spiritual side. Over here, you always are making a choice. 
Over here, you never make a choice. Everything's laid out for you You're in causality. So you have choice or permanent moral choice, or you have contract law, and, you know, Roman strict law. Hmm. It's your choice. You can, in any common law country of England, you can act in both. And I'm just para- I'm just doing this real quick because this is what we're working on now. We found, or I, I found accidentally, I should say, and then I've been verifying it and, and studying it now. And, and keep in mind, like I said, I was, I was done, man. I was ready to just forget it. I'm done with this whole truth crap movement. I've tried, tried my best, and I, you know, I'm just still way down. In Thank the you for not giving up on us. Thank you for not yeah, giving well, up. Uh, <laughs> um, and then, uh, strangely enough, I said, okay, so I'm going to start a niche business, but I want to do it in a way that um you know is private i don't want to i don't want to be public about it and so i looked into it i was the first time i actually said well okay if i want to act privately then i'm gonna have to do it i'm not gonna just talk about it not read about it not research not not look how to do it not not see all the rules and not follow them i actually have to do it and i found what i was looking for i just want to mention this because the question, be, you know, all this stuff that we're talking about is public. Police only act in the public law, public policy, right? Policy and police are the same word, police and policy. Mm, yeah. The FDA, public, public law. Everything Congress creates is public law. So the interesting thing, and, and I did not know this until now, is that these private associations are happening all over the place. Boy Scouts of America, private association. The NFL, the you know, all these different things. The Bar Association is a private membership association. The um, all these different things. And so I looked up private membership association. Okay. If you guys want to know how to start acting in the private. Despite your public persona, despite all the, if you want to act privately, I recommend that we all start getting on the same page and we all start researching what is called a PMA or a private membership association. This seems to me Hmm. to be the answer to everything. We're talking country clubs, private clubs. We're talking about Um, if you're in the medical field, especially this would apply to you. If you're selling supplements that are not approved by the FDA, why the hell are you trying to do so in public? Why don't you do it privately where the FDA can't even knock on your fricking door because you're not in the public law. You're in a private membership association and you are doing so only amongst your members who all agree to your bylaws and you you're acting in the private all of a sudden you're not doing so with consumer protections and all the insurances and all the things that are attached to the public persona, you're acting in private. See, this is what kicked me back in the game because I finally found, I finally found what I was looking for. So consider all that there's good examples and there's bad examples. I would imagine the KKK is probably a private membership association. I know that the Boy Scouts of America are, because they were in a, they were in a, someone tried to sue them for discrimination or because they're not under the public law, they have, they're in the private, they can do whatever the hell they want. They can include or disclude anyone they want. They can be discriminatory. They can be 
they cannot say, okay, we accept Satanism. We accept, um, you know, uh, uh, different, different forms of uh, mutilation of children. We, we, we accept everybody. We accept men who think they're women, but we, no, we don't accept that. We're a private association. See, all the things that are plaguing us right now are public. You have to have a vaccine. Hmm. Why? Because you're going public. Persons are required to have vaccines. Persons don't exist. Person is a status. If you're going to go into a store and buy something in the public and have consumer protections, you have to be vaccinated. Right? Perfect example. But if you're in the private, none of that applies. These are all public laws. So right? what we could do is what you're saying is we could create some private organizations where we do commerce and business together, right? Instead of opting into going into these big corporations and businesses that are upholding the public law, and we could operate outside of that realm. The Absolutely. only question is how and where's the enforcement level? Because I mean, try talking to your average police officer there, today. When you go out well, anywhere without a mask, you're going to get choke slammed in the street, no matter right. what you tell them. And, 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 but that's not true, actually. That's, that's the thing I've come to understand. Now, I, I, I recommend two, well, at least one website. The website is called Pro Advocates. Um, there's a couple of videos that you can watch where he explains it. And there's another website. I can't think of the name right now. Maybe I can send it to you. But, and it explains a lot of, of what I'm talking about. But um, the, yeah, point, sure, I'm, the point is that the guy, unfortunately, he's dead now. But he, in the video, he talks about over 70 Supreme Court cases that always are in support of the private over the public. That you have to prove that someone is acting in the in the public, whereas in the private, it's self-evident, right? You're, again, God is self-evident or self-existent. Public or, you know, the opposite of, of that, opposite of nature is the public or the artificial, the legal realm. So this requires proof of identity. This requires essentially anonymity or foreign. And the, keep in mind that private and foreign and several, like the several states, those all mean the same thing. Several doesn't mean multiple. It means private or foreign from each other. Every state is foreign from the United States. Every private person, if you will, is foreign from the United States. The problem is we're not acting as the people. We're acting as citizens of a corporation in Washington, D.C., which is not part of the nation. Likewise, in Canada, you guys are all registered. You have your birth certificates just like we do. You've been you've been tricked into going into an illegitimate realm. And just like a private association, you've joined a public association, the main association that's run by government. You can choose to operate outside of the public realm, and that is now. I'm equating that with my book because I always knew this existed. I just didn't know where. And so I now, mm. now understand that, that people in the private are acting private and can get their little secret. I understand guys of them do bad things. My book goes through why these laws, these moral laws exist, why the Bible is some completely 100% against the legal realm of the Bible is how to act privately. Okay? Morally, spiritually. Again, making that, that choice and never doing any evil that would bring you back into the system. And so, 
the only reason I'm I'm really saying read the book is, and you can do it free, is to get the the moral compass to, to understand how the law works compared to the higher law, which the government rec- um and only then, as the founding fathers set up this place so that they could have the freedom of association, right? For them, not for not for all us slaves, um, for themselves, they could associate freely through these private membership associations, country clubs, and all that stuff. Country clubs that don't allow women, perfectly, perfectly fine in a private situation. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm saying if, this if is just how they're men, doing it. This is how they're playing the game. If a bunch of men want to get her and freaking yank her off in their private association, it's that to do so. Okay, and they don't want women there, which doesn't make any sense to me. But okay, that's their thing. Let them do it, right? But then there's the there's there's other private smoking clubs. You have private drinking clubs. This go back to the prohibition. You had private drinking clubs, even though prohibition was happening. You had private drinking clubs. The police didn't raid them. They were go read about it. Hmm. So my point is. Good men, as we're claiming to be, need to start associating privately. We need to start forming these private associations as a sense of proof, if you will, that we are operating in the private, that we're not getting permission from government to do anything, because government in itself is pretty much just an association that we're volunteering to be a part of, and therefore we're under its bylaws. Stop acting publicly start acting privately now for a lot of people when i say this they're, they're you know <laughs> what does the bible teach it teaches love it teaches charity it teaches forgiveness it teaches all the things that the legal realm thrives on right there'd be no judicial system there'd be no courts if we all forgave right if we were charitable we wouldn't need money we wouldn't really need anything at all Money is the main product of the United States, right? It owns it all. It can take it from you at any time, confiscate it from you. Uh, it can garnish your wages. It can do anything you want because you're a member of its association. So you're associating voluntarily. Or in the siphon United it States. through taxes. But over here, we could actually, we could actually do the opposite. We could act charitably. We could have a co-op for food, right? We could have a co-op for printing. We could have a co-op for just about anything uh right i there's i i can't think of anything that it wouldn't work for at this point but i what i mean is that there's a lot of corruption out there and that these people who have operated in the private are all doing so in an evil sort of way and there's very few people who are say like there's a guy curing cancer the FDA comes in and says, hey, you can't do that. You know, cancer's big business. We make a lot of profit from that. Stop <laughs> curing cancer. Right. You're doing it right down the straight from a hospital that, that, that kills people through its chemotherapy. What are you doing? We make a lot of money. So they, they go and they unincorporate. In other words, get out of from under the public law and now operate privately. The FDA can't even touch them. You can't even send them a letter or knock on the door. They, they're, they're outside. of. They don't need an FDA approval to give you an herb that will cure your cancer anymore. They don't need FDA approval for you to give a, 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 a vibrational 
you know, high sound frequency that might cure your arthritis, which is another autoimmune disease caused by vaccines. You, you, you might, you know, all these things that we can be doing in the private, we can't do in the public because it would interfere with the, the big business of, of the main association, the government, right? The constitutions of all the, the, the nations, of all the uh, common law countries, Australia, Canada, etc. We all have the right to freely associate, to freedom, this, right. the concepts of freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of this. That only counts in the private. Those are God. So that's why rights. That's why the government is bypassing all the constitutions, the charters, the Nuremberg codes, and they're just going with emergency you, measures because it's for the public good, right? We were told it's for the public good. <laughs> so you're telling well, me that's that's why they're doing they're able to do it. Well, you don't have constitutional rights as a US citizen. You have what rights they give you and can take away. See the constitution and constitutional law. Even Obama said this. He's a constitutional lawyer. Constitutional law only protects what inherent rights you have, your God-given rights, your freedom of speech, your freedom of this, freedom of that, right? It does not give you rights. This is where people get confused. So when you accept or when you get tricked into the birth certificate process and you go to the United States and you become essentially its apprentice, it's, it's, it's ward, well, then it makes your laws and it makes your rights, so I always tell people to go to section 42, no, sorry, title 42, section 1981. Most brilliant thing I've ever seen because title 42, section 1981 is the statement of equal rights. And guess what it says? It says you have the right to be put in pain, punished, taxed, licensed, and extorted from. Those are your rights. Do those sound like God-given rights? No. Those are the rights the United hmm. States gives its citizens. Hmm. See, you think rights are a good thing, but in public, rights are duties, if you will. They're not, they're not God-given. They're not inherent. They're not recognized as inherent. You are recognized as someone who has abandoned God's realm, abandoned the realm of nature and its law, and have entered into a system of of legal jurisprudence in which they give you rights and it is your duty to follow or accept those rights. And again, your right, Title 42, Section 1981, is to be put in pain, punished, tax, licensed, and extorted or exacted from. Hey, again. At least they told that's, us. That's a, that's <laughs> we source. Didn't read it. You know? Yeah, yep, that's yep. the problem. We're, we're under a law that we don't know. You, so you make your own law, you make your own bylaws privately, and you stay out of the public realm. You do no evils to where the public realm would have to come in and, and correct your actions. And that's the problem. Is if you try, I, think, I think if people try to do this um, without the understanding of how you're, you know, the etiquette, how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to avoid all things that'll trick you into that realm again, I, I think we're going to have a lot of people that are going to suffer. Um, so what I'm tr why I'm telling you is what I'm trying to do is is to now now that I understand it and this was the goal of all my research which I really thought I was never going to find but I now found it and it does me no good to just sit on it so I'm trying to really share it with people go to proadvocates I think dot com or dot org proadvocates look at the video 
unfortunately the guy is dead. There's a couple other sites. Just start searching for a, a, a pri- <laughs> private membership association, PMA. And a lot of your questions are going to be answered. And I'm going to send you a link uh, that you can share with people that goes sure. over sort of the history of it too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up because again, we're, we're, these are the sort of the two areas that have all molded together. And I'm, you know, I've got the medical side and the legal side and the spiritual side um, of my research. And I just wanted to get that out because what I'm seeing right now is that the public arena is getting so bad that we're either going to burst or we're going to do the right thing, which is to go start acting privately and pretty much, you know, give give the bird to to all this public nonsense. So, which I everybody that I know, Clint, everybody that I know wants to do. So, if you have a way that I you're going to be and, sharing, and, so this would this yeah, is well, great. Well, news, I mean, actually. I am sharing it now. This is the extent of yeah. my knowledge, essentially. But but what I'm trying is that I collected. Over the year, that book, the path, if you will, the the way we're supposed to act, the, to understand the the of the Bible in law, not in religion. It's not. It's nothing to do with religion. You either act religiously or you're a hypocrite and you belong to a religion. Things. Okay. So we're not talking about religion. We're talking about a book of law versus a book of legal law, and they're 100% opposed. And if you understand that, uh, it's not easy because you have to go back to the Greek, the Chaldean, the Hebrew, and all the contextual things, the intent of the Bible, not the not the dumbed-down version that we have Priestcraft, now. Priestcraft, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but I, I tell you, man, what a, what a mind screw it is to actually find out what the Bible actually says. You can't read it in English you'll get confused. But if you look up every word and go back and, you know, blueletterbible.org or something else, you go to the tools and you look up, you find out every word has a meaning that is not what you think. Just like every legal term is inverted to the real, right? That's right. Every every legal term is there to put you in, in some sort of debt or trouble, right? That's why you're supposed to avoid it at all times. No contracts, no money, no interest, no none of the stuff we do on a daily basis. That's how we're going to survive this. That's how we're going to be able to get some land and form these communities that we want to form, where voluntarily agree to a private association, a membership thing, some token that you offer, whether it's a dollar or $10,000, a piece of lint out of your belly button. I don't care. Something of value, right? Um, to where to where we can have a, an actual free society acting in the private, separate and outside of the jurisdiction of both the state and the United States, but still bound under the compact of states, the private states, the people. Because, again, state and people mean the same thing. Right, it's we the states, right. we the right. people. So I, I'm trying. I'm paraphrasing this and doing it as quick as I can, but I just want to make sure that I leave you with that because uh, do your own research, you know. And 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 we're gonna be. I'm gonna be posting some stuff on my blog, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to get the word out because I've spent freaking this long, 15 years, 
looking into this and finally found what I was looking for, um, I was beginning to think I wouldn't. And so again, here I am thrown back into the, into the maze. <laughs> so good for you, man. Well, Hey, Clint, this has been just incredible. Um, I really appreciate you sharing all of that and spending this amount of time. It, it's really good. And we'll have to do this again. Please stay in touch. And if you have any yeah. big things coming up or films released or anything, I can help you get the word out in the, in the good truth community. Okay. I'm with the good people in the truth community. And, um, <laughs> and we, uh, we're going to find a way, man. And that's what, that's what humans do. That's, that's what we are. And, um, I love seeing that you have invoked your own inner man and decided to be proactive under times of duress, such as these. And I tend to do the same. So, um, consider me an ally. And again, thanks for all your amazing work and I'll get this out as far and wide as I can. And, um, yeah, let's keep doing this dialogue, man. This was just amazing. I can't wait to see the rest of your films. I'm going to check it all out. I'll put all the links below and any of the links you sent to me, I'll share it out. And, uh, again, I really appreciate it, brother. All right, man. Thank you so much. I, like I said, uh, everything's free, share it, uh, and, and please, uh, repost it, do whatever you need to do to get it out there. So. Will do. Will do. Right. Awesome. Thanks, well, man. I'll say goodbye to you now. Have a good night. I'm going to sign off to everybody here, but uh, let's let's catch up again soon. Okay, Clint? All right, but Thanks so much. All right. Cheers. Wow. Wow. So much that we covered there. I kind of just wanted to sit back and let the man talk because um, that, was, that was incredible. So much to think about and digest. Um, like I said, this show, we're going to cover the good, the bad, and the ugly and everything in between. You got to have uh, the spine of a warrior. If you're going to pursue the truth, we're not going to be cutting any corners. So um, I just want to say to everybody listening, I really want to uh, just say a huge thank you to everybody on uh, for DLive. I finally figured out the treasure chest thing. So you can stop emailing me about that. <laughs> I wasn't, I'm running DLive for like a year and not emptying the chest. So people were screaming at me and I had no idea what they were talking about. So I finally figured it out. So Thanks to everybody who's contributed on there. Also, uh, Foxhole, thank you so much for all the gold pills. This is uh, the new system that has been rolled out on Foxhole to help support alternative channels. And uh, thank you all so much. I'm still figuring this one out too, but um, really appreciate it. Over on Rockfin, um, Twitch, everywhere. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and supporting this show. The number one way you can support this show is to share it out. I don't, you can download it, make clips of it, share the links, doesn't matter. Uh, anything you can do to help me rebuild my audience would be greatly appreciated as it has been totally decimated during the great war of 2020, 2021. Um, but now it's actually good because I'm, I'm really with, I think, the best people here. So uh, thanks to all of you. I just want to let you know once again, I'm going to sign off now. And in probably about 10, 15 minutes, I'm going to jump on to a live audio chat with you all. Anybody that wants to join in over on my Telegram, it's a private chat room. So we're taking Clint's advice and we're leaving the public realm now and we're going into the private realm and we're going to have some conversations. If you'd like to join in, I've placed the links in the chats. You may have to scroll up. You know what? When I sign off, I'll drop them all in the chats again. So you got them. They're in the video descriptions as well. Or you can go to my website, dwtruthware.com. You can see it linked in my link tree there. And uh, I hope you all will join me over there. And I'm going to do those regularly. So make sure you're a part of that private group. And with that, I also want to quickly let you guys know Wednesday, I have rebooked uh, Thomas Drago. He's going to be coming on to expose 
the evils of collectivism, socialism, communism, share his story of fleeing communist prisons in Poland and then becoming a Navy SEAL and just having an incredible life. The man has just had an incredible story to tell. So I'm looking forward to talking with him on Wednesday. And I got a lot more coming your way uh, in the weeks to come. So thanks, everybody. Signing off for now. I'll catch you on the gram. Cheers, everyone.